Tiffany Woolley. And I'm Carly Pender. We are interior designers. And style enthusiasts. Now we're doing the ultimate interior design podcast just for you. Each week we're going to explore the rich and vibrant world of interior design and its constant evolution in style here on the iDesign Lab podcast. Welcome to the iDesign Lab podcast. I'm Tiffany Woolley. And I'm Carly Pinder. And today we are going to break down why everyone thinks they can be an interior designer. So when clients come to us initially, you know, it's a fun introduction. You go see their home or you see their project that they're about ready to embark on. And... They have great taste. They are sophisticated to a degree. They are savvy. They are, you know, top of their class in their career. Um, they have great negotiating skills. They understand the necessity of timelines and spreadsheets, but that does not make them an interior designer. So today we want to talk a little bit about interior design as a profession. Clients come with certain ideas, things they like, styles, etc., but don't really understand the scope of what it takes to put the entire project together. So first, let's kind of review what an interior designer is, which in a nutshell, an interior designer is someone who is employed to curate a residential or commercial space based on their initial thoughts and likes. We are one of a group of architects, interior design team, landscape architect team, depending on the scale of the project. And our professional high is truly seeing the space and the home transformed and the evolution of our concepts coming to reality. Projects run the gamut from just doing a room, just filling in with some furniture pieces, flooring, etc., to total reconstruction of a home or a new build, and which take years for completion. Yes, and a lot of times people come saying, I'm going to be my own GC, or I'm going to, I know a lot of trade members, and I want to use my friend, and, you know, they all come with these preconceived ideas of what it means to hire an interior designer and how to navigate, obviously, um, control of their project without giving up total control. And it's so important that the team work cohesively. And an interior designer does have a wealth of industry knowledge that needs to be relied on to carry out the project to from infancy to the finish. So we utilize this knowledge to create the colorscape, the space, make sure everything moves in harmony, the usage of the space, the light, the balance, and then we incorporate it with all the furniture, materials, decoration, and the trades who can execute all of these things, whether it be the contractor on job or bringing subcontractors to the table. But it is a perfect marriage of all of these people. 
Right. I mean, it takes us thinking creatively and analytically. Um, picturing the design is one thing. Successfully communicating it with the client, potentially through the use of crea um, creative technical so like we have to use our CAD drawings, sketchings, 3D models. Handling CAD drawings, sketching, or 3D models is another skill altogether that one must master. And you most likely would hire an interior designer that would have that as their team member. So that person is also another point person on this project, especially if it is anything to do construction related, that walks the site at electrical walkthroughs, at drywall walkthroughs, framing. Right. Everything is so meticulous to the inch because it may look pretty and you may like it, but logistically it may not work well and they have everything has a reason for our, there's a reason for everything so the reason there is a floor outlet there is because there's going to be a lamp there and all of these things can be settled ahead of time to eliminate any ambiguity any questions and a lot of people who have great taste and have amazing personal style and are well, whippersnappers in their own genre does not make them an interior designer again it's true and with precision and attention to detail you know really it's about relationship building with these with your clients absolutely I that's mean, the most important thing in the end is having this amazing relationship that will carry you you're on you're working closely together to create the most important space that they have so we need to have an interior design alignment <laughs> so to speak, with all of the team players. But truly, the interior designer is the most important person. And again, I keep saying, but just because you have all your ducks in a row in a personal aesthetic does not mean that you can execute that into your home. So we have to work well autonomously with precision, attention to detail, and make sure all the vast personalities stay in check and that everybody stays on task. You know, we control the operational part of the project in coordination with the business aspect of being an interior designer, which is building a business, building the network of, you know, relationship building. There's all of that that parlays into having a great working relationship with your clients because they are your best advocates. Right. I mean, it's such a referral-based business. And we rely on that. And... You only need a couple really great word of mouth projects that eventually feed your entire business. So while one might think naturally interior design comes from having just skills and knowledge, you also have to have talent, you have to have follow through, and you have to have a business acumen. So while one might think you can do your own project, another myth we want to debunk, debunk is that there is an education to being an interior designer. Its, it's foundation is um, through education, but also on-the-job training is, to me, the most important aspect of becoming an interior designer because it's such a vendor-based business, whether it be the fabrics, the carpeting, the materials, whatever it is, you really need to be able to navigate whether it is contemporary, whether whatever the aesthetic is, to whatever the budget is. 
And you really only can learn that by being on the job in an office. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't require a degree per se, unless you're doing architecture or industrial design, more commercial. And that's why I think maybe people think that anybody can be it, but having a design background or something in the creative fields, and then like you said, just all experience-based, getting out there and working with the different vendors, learning all these materials. Because like as I had said before in a previous podcast that I always knew I wanted to be an interior designer, and when I wanted to go to a four-year college and have that great experience that, you know, being in college, the growth, being in a city, learning a whole new part of life, there was no interior design degree to be had at these universities that I was seeking out. So I went towards an art history major, which was a good foundation with classical furniture and the history of furniture, which, you know, is such a really, it's so amazing just in the in and of itself. And that's where my focus was. And I always figured I could come back and go back to school at a technical school where I would learn those necessary skills for CAD or certain drawing and what have you. Not necessary. That's where the on-the-job training comes in. I learned everything I feel like I could bring to the table as far as the skill set goes through on-the-job training which kind of leads Carly's background from fashion. Yeah, I, I mean, I was learning about fabrics and how they work under elements and the science behind it and the business behind it. I didn't actually ever think that I was going into interior design, but now it makes so much sense how it led me from that background and love of, it's the same thing, fabrics and design and style and parlay it into this field. So as long as these skill sets can be learned on the job, it definitely. Oh yeah. And every project you come up against new. New obstacles. It's true. It's very true. Where interior designers choose to gain their knowledge is really dependent on the individual. As we just said. Right. <laughs> However, all interior designers share the desired outcome to stand out, attract and maintain clientele and elevate their skill set. I mean, push boundaries. There's always learn something new, new every right. day. New styles, new trends. Exactly. Staying current. And our clients see that passion in you and that becomes attractive. And, you know, I had a client say yesterday, I want to get back to the creative part. That's everybody has a certain part of this process that excites them whether it be a budget, whether it be resale value, whether it be your family's end use of the project, whatever Having it is. Having your dream bathroom. Right. Or closet. Right. Everybody has their role in the part of it that drives them. I mean, even when we have husbands and wives in here all the time, you know, the husband has technical thoughts on the shower, why the wife wants it to look a certain pretty, way. Right. <laughs> so it's kind Pink. of navigating those those meetings and, you know, taking the guesswork out and making it enjoyable and fun so that they really truly are a part of the process, but they're not interior designers. <laughs> you know, they really get to. It's still your vision and how you can really make it all come together as the team.
And our clients, you know, see that, as I mentioned, our interest. And then, you know, your portfolio grows. That's what you want as an interior designer is be able to show your own mood shots to create and build around. Um, when I first originally worked in the field, they had this Velcro wall at the in their foyer and all it was was pictures of their work so people would get lost in that wall immediately and they would velcro right off and their little project would build from that now we call them mood images and you know photography is digital which it wasn't when i first started you know you printed everything where now it's all on a screen so as you do have to stay current with the evolution of everything there is also more opportunity in all of that so as the collection of work grows and the experience of the team, you know, coupled with education and skill set, you build a really great foundation to be a really fabulous interior designer. With social media platforms today, you really can touch people that you wouldn't normally touch and people can be inspired by you that you don't even know. We hope you got something out of our conversation and a little banter today about interior design and why you should work with one, treat hire yourself. one, treat yourself to an interior designer and all the benefits that come with. Absolutely. And we have a lot of great stuff coming down the pipeline. Great guests, good stories, lots to learn. And we look forward to next week on the iDesign Lab podcast. Have a great day.